Hello, my name is Henneke Watkis-Porto and welcome to My Daily Devotion, a daily bite-sized podcast for those wanting to enrich their souls and forge a deeper relationship with God. It is pure, unpretentious and raw, which flows from the heart, fostering gratitude, peace and a sense of abundance. Hello and welcome to episode 449 of my daily devotion. It's taken today from Matthew chapter 12, reading from the message version. One Sabbath, Jesus was strolling with his disciples through a field of ripe grain. Hungry, the disciples were pulling out the heads of grain and munching on them. Some Pharisees reported them to Jesus. Your disciples are breaking the Sabbath rules. Jesus said, really? Didn't you ever read what David and his companions did when they were hungry? How they entered the sanctuary and ate fresh bread of the altar, bread that no one but priests were allowed to eat? And didn't you ever read in God's law that priests carrying out their temple duties break Sabbath rules all the time and it's not held against them? There is far more at stake here than religion. If you had any idea what the scripture meant, I prefer a flexible heart to an inflexible ritual. You wouldn't be nitpicking like this. The Son of Man is no lackey to the Sabbath. He's in charge. When Jesus left the field, he entered their meeting place. There was a man there with a crippled hand. They said to Jesus, Is it legal to heal on the Sabbath? They were waiting him. He replied, Is there a person here who, finding one of your lambs falling into a ravine, wouldn't even thought it was a Sabbath? Pull it out? Even though it was a Sabbath, pull it out? Surely... Kindness to people is as legal as kindness to animals. Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. He held it out and it was healed. The Pharisees walked out furious, sputtering about how they were going to ruin Jesus. In Jesus, Jesus, knowing they were out to get him, moved on. A lot of people followed him and he healed them all. He also cautioned them to keep quiet, to keep it quiet, following guidelines set down by Isaiah. Look, well at my hand-picked servant. I love him so much. Take such delight in him. I've placed my spirit in him. He'll decree justice to the nations. But he won't yell, won't raise his voice. There'll be no commotion in the streets. He won't walk over anyone's feelings, won't push you into a corner. Before you know it, his justice will triumph. The mere sound of his name will signal hope, even among far-off believers. Next, the poor demon-afflicted wretch, both blind and deaf, was set down before him. Jesus healed him, gave him his sight and hearing. The people who saw it were impressed. This has to be the son of David. But the Pharisees, when they heard the report, were cynical. Black magic, they said. Some devil trick he pulled from his sleeve. Jesus confronted their slander. A judge who gives opposite verdicts on the same person cancels himself out. A family that's in a constant squabble disintegrates. If Satan banishes Satan, is there any Satan left? If you're slinging devil mud at me, calling me a devil, kicking out devils, doesn't the same mud stick to your own exorcists? But if it's by God's power that I'm sending the evil spirits packing, then God's kingdom is here for sure. How in the world do you think it's possible in broad daylight to enter the house of an awake, able-bodied man and walk off with his possessions unless you time up first? Time up, though, and you can clean him out. This war, this is war, and there is no neutral ground. If you're not on my side, you're the enemy. If you're not helping, you're making things worse. There's nothing done or said that can't be forgiven. 
But if you deliberately persist in your slanders against God's spirit, you are repudiating the very one who forgives. If you reject the Son of Man out of some misunderstanding, the Holy Spirit can forgive you. But when you reject the Holy Spirit, you are sawing off the branch on which you are sitting, severing by your own perversity all connection with the one who forgives. If you grow a healthy tree, you will pick healthy fruits. If you grow a diseased tree, you will pick warm, warm eaten fruits. The fruit tells you about the tree. You have minds like a snake pit. How do you suppose what you say is worth anything when you are so foul-minded? It's your heart, not a dictionary that gives meaning to your words. A good person produces good deeds and words season after season. An evil person is a blight on the orchard. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation. Words can be also your damnation. Later, a few religious scholars and Pharisees got on him. Teacher, we want to see your credentials. Give us some hard evidence that God is in this. How about a miracle? Jesus said, you're looking for proof, but you're looking for the wrong kind. All you want is something to titillate your curiosity, satisfy your lust for miracles. The only proof you're going to get is what looks like the absence of proof. Jonah evidence. Like Jonah, three days and nights in a fish's belly, the Son of Man will be gone three days and nights in a deep grave. On Judgment Day, the Ninevites will stand up and give evidence that will condemn this generation because when Jonah preached to them, they changed their lives. A far greater preacher than Jonah is here, and you squabble about proofs. On Judgment Day, the Queen of Sheba will come forward and bring evidence that will condemn this generation because she traveled from a far corner of the earth to listen to wise Solomon. Wisdom far greater than Solomon's, Solomon's is right in front of you, and you quibble over evidence. When a defiling spirit, evil spirit, is expelled from someone, it drifts along through the desert looking for an oasis on some unsuspecting soul it can be devil. When it doesn't find anyone, it says, I'll go back to my old haunt. On return, it finds the person spotlessly clean but vacant. It then runs out and rounds up seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all move in, whooping it up. That person ends up far worse than if he had never gotten cleaned up in the first place. That's what this generation is like. You may think you have cleaned out the junk from your lives and gotten rid for God, but you weren't hospitable to my kingdom message, and now all the devils are moving back in. While he was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brother showed up. They were outside trying to get a message to him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and brothers are out here wanting to speak with you. But Jesus didn't respond directly, but said, who do you think my mother and brothers are? He then stretched out his hand toward his disciples. Look closely. These are my mother and brothers, obedient to thicker than blood. The person who obeys my heavenly father's will is my brother and sister and mother this is the word of the lord what a message as is presented in the message bible and jesus giving it all to the pharisees and the religious leaders of the day wow that is why you know i like jesus and jesus full of attitude because he gives it to everybody straight and give it to give it to a straight man no fixing it up no polishing it up give it to us straight because sometimes we need to hear that solid word in the way, uncoated, undiluted, real, doesn't get realer than this. So, 
you know, they're just just so much coming from this. And we know all that many of these stories, many of these stories, you know, how, how the Pharisees, they're attacking him because he shouldn't have been healing on the sick and all on the, on the Sabbath and all of these things. Like, hello, you know, we, we, we're squabbling about Sabbath and what day you worship when the heart of Jesus is what we're missing. We're missing the heart, Jesus's heart, which is to save sinners, which is to reach out to those in need, which is to show love, unconditional love. Father God, I thank you for this word. This word as presented by in the Message Bible, which is so solid, so potent, so direct, no going around the corner. It is what it is. Thank you, Lord, for the word. And I pray, Lord God, that even as I meditate upon it after this reading, that, Lord, you will inspire me to act, that, God, I will hear your word reminding me, tugging at my heart of the things that I need to do and the, the way that I need to live. I thank you, Lord, that I have an opportunity to share your word in this way, to share your word with the world. I thank you that I have an opportunity to read your word and to meditate upon it. I thank you, Lord God, because your word is life, your word is healing. I bless your holy name for this word, God. I thank you for this word. I, I exalt your name for this word. I extol you for this word. I magnify your name for this word. This word is such a blessing in the season, Lord God. In the season, Lord, where everybody wants to sugarcoat everything. It's such a direct word of how we ought to live and the things that are important, the things that we must place as priority in our lives. So once again, Lord, I thank you. Thank you so much for this word. Bless it unto our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. And this has been my daily devotion. I'm Henika Watkins Porto. Catch me at henikawatkinsporto.com for all other things that I'm involved with. See you soon.